It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Great relief for us. We were we'd do your own thing there, running around the village and stuff like that. But you, you get very sick of that at times. Good to be running after a football rather than running on your own. Was it a massive culture shock there when 12 months ago, March uh, 2020, when the whole thing stopped and you had to suddenly try and invent something else to pass away the time? Yeah, it was, it was amazing, really. I suppose everybody knows. But um, your whole your whole year kind of revolves around the J schedule. And, you know, when, when, when you're told it may not happen at all, it's a, a serious shock to the system. And then, of course, when he came back then uh, and started training and the championship of uh, 2020 uh, came on, on on site, it was a completely new format. Was it something that you were attracted to? Yeah, definitely. Because, um, let's say, I'm, I'm around now about 15 years playing through the old system and, you know, there was no kind of routine to it. There was no schedule really at all. You could be... I remember there was one year we, we, we played our first round of match and we didn't play the final knockout round till the end of August, you know, and it's it's tough, like, you know, you're trying to plan things, and, or at least now you know when your three games are, if, it, if it's hurling, you know where they are, and you can you can make plans accordingly. In the three games in the group, uh, like, first day out, he, he beat uh, Mill Street, uh, and then went under to the bars and to, uh, to Ballinora. Did you consider yourselves a little bit unlucky the way those games went? Yeah, it was actually we 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 lost to Balnor the first day and beat Mill Street the last day. So yeah, especially that Balnor game, like we we got off to a flying start and we, we like all our preparation seems to be paying off. And next thing, just a few bad breaks and that was the first game last, and we were under fierce pressure then after that. And uh, it was a bad day all round against the Bears, and like we kind of showed then what our actual potential against Mill Street. But sure, look, it was too late at that stage. But, you know, it's, those are the breaks. The hurling then, I wasn't involved in the hurling, but they, they had the opposite thing then. They they won their first game and you just get a bit of momentum under your belt and there's no stopping you then. Of course, the one thing that every player has remarked uh, is that you literally, with this new format, you have to hit the ground running from day one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, like, it doesn't matter how good you're going in training or how fit you think you are. Like if you can't, if you can't back it up when the when the when that whistle goes, you know you, you've no hope really. I'll talk to you in about about 2021 a little later in the uh, interview. But let let's go back about about 25 years ago. What what's your earliest memory of of, of being involved with Linville? Uh, well, as a player, 
my my granddad actually he he'd set up training sessions up in the pitch in the village. I'd say, geez, I'd say I was about seven or eight. I'd say I would you'd just have the young fellas from around Glenville really, and he'd arrange a few games. And geez, I I distinctly remember those those training sessions were always the highlight of the week and the kind of the success of the training was was how dirty you came coming home and how much muck was on your clothes and. Uh, Jeez, I remember we, he'd arrange a few games then with the neighbouring villages up in up in Rackharmock and Ms. Gould. And I actually found a book recently, a little diary I was keeping. And according to my diary, we were playing awfully, but I think it was actually Rackharmock. The old, the old colours kind of confused the, the eight-year-old, my eight-year-old self. So, jeez, uh, yeah, that, I kind of, that was, that was when it first started. There was no looking back really after that then. Of course, the grandfather was the legendary uh, Frank Halbert, uh, a sort of a, a Mr. Football in the in, in in the parish. And of course, I know you have very, very special memories of the county final win of 1995. Yeah, yeah. And it was around exactly that time when I started playing with the, the, the 95 county. And my, I have distinct memories. I know I was only seven or eight, but even just the, the East Cork final and the run up to the county and celebrations afterwards and I had a few family members playing so geez, it was the highlight of the year and it's, you know you, you think those years will happen you think that kind of stuff will happen every year but you realise how special it is now when you when you look back Yeah I know your uncle John was the uh, was the trainer and you had another uncle Frank uh, on, on the team what do you remember about the final in Newsatown you might only have been seven or eight but I gather you have uh, special reasons to remember the day Ah uh, yeah, Jeez, I, I, it was mainly the. I actually distinctly remember how how poor the match was. It was a very low scoring game, and all the other games seemed to be extremely exciting. Whereas this was, I think it was eight five or something was the final score, and you'd remember it was a it was a miserable all day. But then the final whistle goes, and I remember being in the dressing room afterwards, and I, I think I managed to get onto the bus as well on the way home. And God, it was when you see how excited lads are, you you just can't wait to be able to experience that as a player yourself, you know. And of course, it must have been special, probably sitting beside one of the players, and then I'm sure there were bonfires and whatnot on 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 the way into the village. That's a memory that a young fellow would 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 remember for the rest of his life. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's um even I know I was only eight or what, but like that's the kind of stuff you'll, you'll remember forever really and like I was saying to uh, to Richie Cahill your club uh, and chairman earlier on in the programme like the, it's to Glenville's credit like he got out of junior in 1995 and you've stayed out of it since in terms of your first team and like it's to Glenville's credit that they've either been at intermediate or premier intermediate since yeah and when I when I started playing we were Jeez, we had a brilliant team there hurling and football with the hill. But I remember even we were in the Kelleher Keller Cup is at the top the top division of the league. Anyway, when I started playing and we'd be playing proper senior clubs and doing well against them, you know, we, we really held our own. And I I, I, mean, I know we had a kind of a reputation of a team that you just it was very difficult to beat. And it was just very unfortunate really we never got a run at the championship, you know, it was it was always in in our grasp. We just never seemed to get over the line, unfortunately. I know you have very, very special memories of. I'd say it was one of your first games with. Uh, we'll call them the 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 top team, the 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 the, the first team in the in, in in the club. 
I think you wound up, I, I typed your name into Google during the week and up came a story about you that uh, you got an all-important goal in 2007 against Balangiri and like Balangiri would have been a serious outfit at that stage and he won the match by a goal. That's right, yeah. Jeez, it was, I'd say it was my first starting game, I'd say I was about 18 and I think the management probably thought I'd be banging goals ever forevermore but I'm pretty sure it was the last championship goal I ever got so... I let I let everyone down in that in that sense, but yeah, you'd you'd have a you'd never forget days like that, really. And I know you were a forward that day, but you were saying to me off air that you spend most of your life as a defender. Yeah, that's right. Uh, underage, anyway, I've always been in the backs and thrown into the forwards uh, for the first year or two, and I, I drifted ever slowly back back towards the full back line. But I'd say I got I got every position in the in the meantime. But I, I'd say I'm a I'm a full back or a corner back for life, really. If that was a wonderful day in 2007, I suppose, at the other end of the scale, then seven years later in 2014, Kishkeem relegated G out of uh, Premier Intermediate. Obviously, that was a, a low time for the club. Yeah, and like I, I often think about it, like in those preceding years, we, we came up against Newmarket, Cargilline, Kishkeem, and we would have beaten them all in the years. And they all ended up winning the county eventually, and we ended up going in the opposite direction. And, and really, like the more you think of it, there's nothing between the teams really. Like it was just the luck of the draw, really, you know. And they they took their chances, and unfortunately, we went in the in the opposite direction. And yet, I suppose in the years since then, like you've been maybe at times under a bit of pressure, but you always seem like a crowd that will always grind out the most important result in any year. Yeah, that's the thing. I think we always had a reputation of being very hard to beat there when we were going well, you know, and, you know, the tougher the team that we came up against, the better, really. We were we were never really good. We were always very good at being underdogs, but it was the it was the, team, the games we, we should have won then were, you know, or we were slight favourites. We always seemed to struggle, but anytime we were up against a good, tough team, we always, we always held our own, and they were nearly always the games that we, we got results in. Dermot, I know another one of your, uh, I won't call it hobbies, but something you're very, very interested in is, is, is coaching. And I know you've done a lot of it in the club at underage. What, what attracted you to coaching? Uh, it's hard to know. I suppose um, it was always in, in, in my family. My uncles, my my granddad as well, they they all did it. So it was only natural that I just kind of follow suit. And uh, you just, I think it's the kind of, coming up with good drills, coming up with interesting drills that, you know, that, that lads, seeing lads improve and things like that. And it's only now really the lads, I would have started training under eights and under nines 10 or 12 years ago. And I'm now playing with those lads now and you get a good old kick out of that, really just seeing how they've come along. And I gather like the, at underage, things are, they're in a nice place in the club at the moment. Yeah, I think it's probably the pride of the club there at the moment. You know, like I mentioned there, my granddad bringing us up to training on a Saturday morning. And I remember some mornings it would be me and my other three cousins up there, you know. And some mornings you might have 10 or 12. But like I, I literally just passed the, the pitch there now about an hour ago. And there was about 30 or 40 kids up in the pitch training. Like, you know, and it's we've come a huge, a huge distance really from those days. Like, and... We kind of hit a barren patch there, maybe kind of the, the 10 years after I left underage. You know, we, the underage, there just wasn't huge numbers really, but we really kicked on now since. And it is the pride of the club really at the moment.
And I know something else that maybe a lot of people down there are very proud of as well. Are the facilities like you have really, really upped the, the ante in terms of the facilities over the over the last uh, couple of years and even as, as, as late as uh, quite recently now we have uh, expanded those facilities? Yeah, yeah. I was up there now last night. Or we, we had our first training session there with the miners on, on Monday in our new AstroTurf pitch and you know, it was it was a long time coming. Really, like I'm, I there, we we've had that as our main pitch now for the last since I can remember, and this is the first big big bit of investment there now. And you know, even when you see kids training now in the AstroTurf under lights, and uh, you're you're you, you really need that kind of thing really if you want to be considered a top club, you know. And uh, it's it's great to see really. I presume when he met on Tuesday night, uh, did anyone mention the championship draw for 2021? Kilchanig, Glenworth, Adragol, and Glenville all in the same uh, all in the same group. What was the reaction? Well, I know when I saw it anyway. Originally, I was uh, obviously you think she's a tough group, but then you look at the, all the other groups, and there's nothing between any team really. Like there, there's no easy group at all at all, and like we'd be looking at. Kilshanig now and you know they're the top, one of the top teams now around like and but as I said earlier we seem to we seem to thrive really against when we're underdogs or against the big teams like so you know you wouldn't fear any team but you would, you would just know that you're not going to get an easy game against anyone like so I uh, just looking forward to getting on the pitch and like as we said it's great you know you're guarantee you guarantee three games three tough games. You know the dates and uh, just just bring it on. Really, is kind of the attitude amongst the panel at the moment. So, can't wait to get up and running. A high-profile uh, management team, Paddy Cahill, a man who has done it all for the club, is is one of those guys. Uh, obviously, it's something I'm sure that you're going to want to build on. Is having having guys that have done it all in 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 charge of you. Uh, like, what what would be a successful year for Glenville this year? Um, uh, to build on last year, anyway, like we, I suppose the only silver lining of last year is we finished on a win. You know, it's, it, it kind of builds a small bit of momentum coming into this year. Like, and uh, we know we let ourselves, we let everyone down last year. Really, we we had the potential to drive on there. You know, get a few wins under our belt, but we're just going to focus now on getting out of this group. You know, and as 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 we said earlier, there, if you get a win or two under your belt, the momentum carries you carries you forward. Then, like, and like we know we have the players like we've we've had the players for years it's just getting it to tick now this year and Paul you know and the lads have been around for a while now two or three years now in a row and they know every player inside out and just getting everybody to perform now is, that's going to be the key now and like we can talk about you know great performances and all this but like if we don't get out of this group now really it won't be seen as success no matter what so that's that's the main aim now the short term aim anyway. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.